Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Swish and Flick. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Audrey Averill. So thank you, Audrey. Thank you, And today we're going to be discussing our time in Edinburgh, Scotland, and briefly Iceland for Mm -hmm, one day. mm -hmm. Um, But before we begin, I do have a weekly profit for this week, which is Netflix Australia is getting Potter. You lucky people. (laughs) It's Australia and New Zealand. Uh, and all of the films, I think, let me double check, but I'm pretty sure all of the films are coming to Netflix for you there. Lucky Aussies. I don't even know, like, why I care so much, but, like, gosh, the convenience of it would just be (laughs) amazing. It's so, like, (laughs) so lazy of us, but it's totally true, you know? Yeah, all films. Change the game when you can just use the remote instead of get up and putting in the dvd right all right so wait what time is it it's time for the recap so last time um meg and i discussed how to plan a trip like this so we went over like everything from rental cars to hotels to booking your tickets in advance to uh, things that we think you should purchase, that we purchased, that really helped us out, and, like, your absolute necessities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it was a good time. Yeah, so we want to break down what we did and talk about the things that we did in Iceland and Scotland in this episode. So, first up is Iceland. Um, brief recap of our day. This was kind of a crazy day. So we flew overnight from Cleveland to Reykjavik. Which is not as bad as you'd think. 
No, I slept pretty good on the flight, actually. But, like, even still, it was only a six-hour flight, so... It's the longest flight I've ever been on. Yeah. Not yeah. me, but yeah, for yeah. you. Um, however, like, six hours is not always enough sleep for me. <laughs> right. So, plus, like, you're getting on the plane, you're getting settled, you're not really gonna fall asleep until you're, like, up in the air and the lights are off and everything. It takes a little bit. And you're sitting up. Right. You can't sleep while sitting up. So, like, it wasn't a great night's sleep, but we slept. So we get there in the morning, and we have to go, wait in line. First thing, we were hungry for breakfast. Starving. Starving. And I'd heard that Iceland was expensive. So well, I was you like, hear that, right? oh, we'll go to Dunkin' Donuts. There's a Dunkin' Donuts in the airport. I realized there were probably people yelling at us, like, oh my god, why would you pick Dunkin' Donuts of all places? Listen, guys, it was convenient. And quick. And they had donuts with the Iceland flag on them, and they looked good, so why not? So we just first touristy purchase. Yeah, so we both got Iceland donuts and coffee. They were delicious. The donuts were so good. They were, like, way fresher than the ones that we have here. They were good. But they were $20. $20 for two donuts I mean, and was, two coffees. Yeah, two donuts, two coffees, 20 bucks. I don't no. know. Seemed a little bit outrageous. It should have been like $12 in my Max. opinion, but. Max. You know, what do I know? So then we're eating, we're waiting in line to get our rental car. It takes forever, always, to get a rental car. So we get there, we take pictures of it, and then we're driving around and there's light beeping and like flashing at me and I'm like what the heck you've got to be kidding me mm-hmm. took forever to go back in there talk to the guy we find out that is the last automatic car on the lot so they have to fix it so we figure out where to go well wait we, we thought that it was low tire pressure yeah because a little light came on I don't want to take it from you oh no go ahead oh, okay a little light came on and it was like beeping every I don't know five seconds we're like, oh, man, because it's really cold up there. So we're like, you know, that happens at home. Like, it gets cold, and instantly your tire pressure drops. So Meg went inside. Probably took her, like, a half hour to wait in line again. And then she finally came back out. And she's like, oh, we got to go to this maintenance place. So we drive and try to find this little maintenance place. Took forever. Took forever. We finally do after we ask her directions again. And there's a guy who looks like, you know, not grumpy but like he's just doing his job he comes out with like the little air pump tube in his hand and he's all ready to do what he has to do and meg rolls down the window and uh she's like yeah i think my tire pressure is low like this is the symbol that came out and that's tire pressure right and he looks and he goes eh no (laughs) (laughs) that's the emergency break we don't deal really with emergency brakes I've in always America. had an automatic car. I've never had a reason to use the emergency brake. Right. You put it in park, it's in park. It's all good. Um, so it made him crack a smile and laugh. It made us laugh. We're like, okay, ha, thanks, bye. <laughs> we were super embarrassed. But yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so, a good yeah. time. So we went straight from the airport to the Blue Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get there. It is an awesome experience. Highly recommend. Yeah, so we go, we check in, we get robes and flip-flops, and this little wristband that's kind of like a magic band for people, for our Disney people. Um, So you can, like, buy drinks and anything in the lagoon. You just, like, 
you have them attach it to your wristband, and then when you leave the spa, um, you pay for it. Which is so nice, because you don't want to be carrying a wallet in 100-degree water. You literally, like, can't, because of, like, the stuff in the water. Like, it just doesn't work. It'll ruin it. The minerals and stuff. Um, so the Blue Lagoon is amazing. So cool, because you're in this, I mean, imagine, like, the perfect hot bath water, and then, like, all the lifeguards are in parkas and scarves and hats and gloves. Yeah, because it's literally, like, 30 degrees outside. Yeah. So it was absolutely freezing walking out there, and then, like, the shock of my feet being on, like, the cold deck going into the hot water was, like... A shock. It was also, crazy. side note: I've never seen more naked people in my entire life in the dressing room. <laughs> I think it maybe it's a European thing. I'm not really sure, but lots of butts. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It's just not like that here. So, <laughs> but funny. it's whatever. Um, so you have to shower before you go in there, and you have to put this like conditioner in your hair that smells delightful mm-hmm. uh, because the water can like dry your hair out. Um, so we like spent. I mean, we spent all of the day at Blue Lagoon, pretty mm-hmm. much. We, like, went in and out of the water quite a few times because we did get, like, pruny, and it kind of tires you out being in the water. So we went and just, like, chilled on some chairs, relaxed for a little Got bit. A snack. Yeah. Got some water. Yeah. You need to, oh my god, hydrate when you're in there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a really cool experience, and I highly recommend it to anybody who has some time there. I know it's considered super touristy, but... It was one of the coolest experiences. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And then we had planned to, like, drive around and see one of the waterfalls or something, but we were so exhausted that day that we literally just drove to our Airbnb and tried to watch The Crown, because we were, like, we were, like, on this kick watching The Crown. Fell asleep, like, ten minutes into the episode. Mm-hmm. I woke up, like, just three hours later. out. And was like, oh, I should probably turn this off, and then just went to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was... We were out. Yeah. So we had an early morning to the airport uh, to fly to Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. We were super excited about it. Was that, like, a two-hour flight? It was, like, three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. It was three hours, and there's a one-hour time difference, so you're going ahead an hour when you're flying. Um, so we get to Scotland. It's already so beautiful just just flying into it was so pretty yeah i mean like flying over like all the green and there were golf courses everywhere and the city just looked so pretty you could see it like on the coast Mm -hmm. Uh, it was uh it's a fairy tale i think i said that last time i love scotland yeah so day one we get there we have to go get our rental car uh Easier. My first experience driving on the other side of the road. Yeah. I caught on pretty quick, though. She did. I was so proud of her. It was, like, maybe 20 minutes, half hour, and then she was, like, it clicked. Yeah. And she's like, I got this. She did really good. So we're driving. I just put, like, I think I just put, like, Edinburgh Castle or something into the GPS, so we just, like, headed towards the city. And then we were driving in, and we passed the zoo. No. And it, And it, well, we were coming up to the zoo, (laughs) and I knew, like, I had wanted that to be on our to-do list, but I didn't know when we were going to have time or if we were going to have time. So we're driving, and I'm like, we're, I see the sign for it, and I'm like, do you want to go to the zoo? 
And Katie's like, sure. So I'm like, okay. So I literally turn into it right then. Literally, like, right after she said, okay, she made a left turn. I was like, oh, we're here. Yeah. I was like, well, this is an awesome, like, first thing to do. It's very us. We love zoos. Um, We love zoos. Yeah. And, like, it it was our first taste of the city. So we get in there. The entire zoo is on this massive like cliff mm-hmm. no it's just hill. a really steep hill so the entire thing you're going up this steep hill however the exhibits that were there were beautiful yeah they had the penguin exhibit and you can actually watch the penguins on their website on like a webcam 24 7 yeah Worth and then they, they also have pandas which is why i wanted to go we've never seen a panda in real life before so we had nope. to do that yeah, and it was really cool. And they had a really awesome wallaby exhibit where you actually get to, like, walk through it. And, like, you can go right up to the wallabies. I mean, obviously, you're not supposed to touch them, but... I mean, they were just, like, right there. Yeah, it was Right cool. there, no barriers. Which I'll point out is very different from, like, American zoos. Like, it's just an honor system over there where it's like, we trust you not to touch the animals. Yeah. So don't. And right. we'll keep this exhibit open, you know? And, like, everyone just follows the rules, which is really cool. Yeah, Americans don't do that. Um, So after that, we decided to go to Prince's Street, which is, like, the famous shopping strip in Edinburgh. We purchased our You Are Here mugs, Mm -hmm. and then we stumbled upon our first Primark. (laughs) Primark, guys, Primark. We only have three in existence in the U.S. of A. It's so awesome. I think we have four. I think there's two oh, really? in Boston. I don't know. But it's so awesome. We I got some Disney stuff. I got some Harry Potter stuff. It wasn't as big as the one in London. So, um, and I knew that. So I didn't go crazy at this one because I knew that we were going to a bigger one later on in the trip. But we did pick up some stuff and it was really fun. Got a new hat. Yes. <laughs> and a hoodie. And a hoodie. Yeah, and I got a rain jacket. Like, we even bought some stuff that wasn't Harry Potter. Yeah, it was just, like, our first taste, and we're like, this is awesome! Yeah. (laughs) We're just loading up our arms, but we really weren't that bad. No, and, like, we literally just hung out on Princess Street. We wanted it to be a pretty chill first day. We didn't want to, like, you don't want to overexhaust yourself. You want to see everything you want to see, but you need to know, like, okay, my body's probably going to need a rest. Yeah. Because if you run yourself down you run the chance of sleeping in the next day and missing stuff or making yourself sick and then you're going to miss a bunch of stuff anyway. So make sure you try and pace yourself. We did really good. Yeah, we did. We also had to take some time between this and dinner to go and check into our Airbnb. Mm -hmm. So like after that, we went back to the car, we left. Um... I think also this was the day we got Wagamama's, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we ate at Wagamama's, which is, like, Asian noodle. It's, like, Asian food. It's a chain over there, but we don't have it here, so. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was Um, good. But we went back to the car and drove to our Airbnb to check in, and the guy was so sweet. I'll put a link to where we stayed again. Highly recommend. If you need a place to stay in Edinburgh, it was great. Um, he was super informative, very helpful. He told us the bus routes. He told us, like, places to go in the city. It was awesome. Yeah. So we check in. We, like, bring our luggage up there, settle a little bit, and then we decided to head out for dinner. And I had stumbled upon 
Rose Street on my... (laughs) So, like, I don't think I told you guys this in the planning episode, but something that I would do pretty often would just be, like, go on Google Maps, and I would, like, walk the streets on Google, like, Street View. Literally. (laughs) So I could be like, oh, this area looks cool, like, we should check this out. So I stumbled upon Rose Street, which is a pretty popular street that has a ton of restaurants, but I found one called the Rosen Crown. Which is special to us because in Epcot there is a restaurant called Rosen Crown. And while we've never actually eaten there, at least I haven't. I just have gotten chips there before. We have often we one of our favorite drinks is there. Yeah. It's called the Welsh Dragon. So yeah, so we're like, oh my god. And it even like looked like it and all that, so we're like, we have to eat here. And we wanted to eat like at a real pub. And this was our first experience with that. So we go there, and it was so good. It was so good. I got a steak and ale pie, and the meat was so tender, and it was like this fluffy, here's my Hufflepuff coming out, this fluffy, crispy top of the pie, and then like delicious chips. Meg got us this cider that was so good. That is actually like Scotland specific. Is it thistle Thistle-y cross cross. cider. So good. We got strawberry and regular. They had different flavors. And Meg got mac and cheese, of course, but it was exemplary. It was very good. Mm-hmm. That was um, one of the best meals we had all trip. Yeah, I agree. I would love to go back there sometime. And they were very nice. So we kind of, like, called it a night earlier because the next morning we were getting up super bright and early and driving across the country. So early. Literally. It wasn't bright yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Woke up so early and we drove to Fort William to catch the Jacobite train, which is the Hogwarts Express. Is it three hours up? It was three hours to the northwest. Yeah. We're, uh, so we got to drive through the Highlands. We got to drive through the Highlands. We got to drive through Glencoe, which is um, like a national park pretty much there. Picture. Of the Highlands. And that is where they had filmed like Hagrid's Hut. Um, Picture the scene where Harry's on Buckbeak's back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Glencoe. I mean, if it's not, it's almost identical. So, I mean, it's just like, it was beautiful we don't have at least i've never been to anything like that no here um maybe it exists like at national parks or something i don't know but i've only seen that stuff in books yeah so to see it in real life and it's really that gorgeous it was awesome yeah it was i wish that i wish i wasn't driving so Mm -hmm. that i could have like appreciated it more because like I could get glimpses of it and obviously I was seeing it as I was driving but you couldn't just I wanted to just like stop and stare but (laughs) the cool thing while you're driving through the highlands is they have a ton of spots that are like purposely for you to pull off because they know people want to take pictures so this one we just pulled off because there's a pretty tall 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 hill but like we walked maybe like 10 feet and there was like a hill really close to us like a little mountainy hill and it just stopped, and all of a sudden, I don't know how we didn't hear it, there was this gorgeous waterfall. And, like, a bridge yeah. over it. We're like, and oh. people put locks on it. Photo op. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. It was amazing. Um, so I would highly recommend, like, just driving through the highlands. Yeah. I want to go back, like, literally just to drive through them. We want to do, like, a drive until you can't drive anymore, stop and get dinner, spend the night somewhere. 
Yes. Drive and drive and drive, do the same thing again, just to see it all. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. But anyway, the reason we were driving through the highlands... <laughs> was to get to the Jacobite. Mm-hmm. Which is the Hogwarts Express. Yes, and it takes you on the actual pathway that they used to film the train going, quote, to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to go on the Glenfinnan Viaduct, you get to see the island where Dumbledore is buried, um, basically We're- just, like, quite a few shots of the train, like, going through the hills. It's on this journey. When you think of Hogwarts, or the Hogwarts Express going to Hogwarts, and you picture that big stone archway, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it is worth every penny. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. I want to say it was like 70 pounds each to be in the Harry Potter compartments, which is considered first class. So you don't have to go in those compartments. You can buy tickets much cheaper, like maybe 40 pounds, I think. But we got tea both ways and a small snack. I don't think other people did. No. Yeah, it was just first class. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely worth it. And then, like, when you do that, you're also guaranteed to be among other Potter fans. Yeah. Like, you might have them in the other coaches, but, like, some people might really just be taking this to Malay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were surrounded by... We met some people, which we'll talk a little bit later about. But, yeah. It was... I mean, it looks like it. You're on it, and you just you just feel it. Mm-hmm. And then you're driving past, like, even more beautiful scenery and... It was amazing. And then when they go over the Glenfinnan, and please Google that if you haven't, because you'll get some stunning photos, Mm -hmm. Um, they go very slow. And then, so the train only goes twice in the winter, um, there and back. And there's just mass amounts of people underneath. Hundreds. Just waiting for that train to come so they could snap that money shot, you know? Mm -hmm. But, which was super cool. Like, we were waving at them because... You're moving so slow that it's okay if you, like, peek your head out the window. Yeah. (laughs) Be careful. But, uh, yeah, that was definitely a thrill and a highlight of the whole trip. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing. And the food in Malag, we got lunch up in Malag. That was pretty good. We went to a place that was called the Tea Garden. Um, and then they also have a Harry Potter shop called Haggard Alley. Mm -hmm. And... I, it's amazing the amount of Potter merch that they shoved into this tiny little shop. It's it's pretty impressive. It feels like a Diagon Alley store because you know that, like, Magic's yeah. holding that up, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And there was just so much product in there. We actually didn't buy anything no, at that store. we had great restraint. Yeah. Um, but they had really cool stuff. I was really stuck on I'm not buying anything unless I can't get it in the States. Right. right. So it made it easy for me to save some money on merch. Best hot chocolate of my life, though, was during Oh, lunch. yeah, they had luxury hot chocolate where they literally give you, like, a spoon with chocolate on the bottom and you're supposed to stir it into hot milk. Not just a spoon of chocolate. Mm. A spoon with a big chunk yeah. of chocolate. And, and then took, they give you cream on the side to, like, put on top. It literally took maybe a solid three minutes to be able to mix all that chocolate in. Oh, it was so, oh, good. It was so good, though. So then, yeah, you just come back on the exact same pathway. So you pe- you are on the Glenfinnan Viaduct twice, which is really neat. Um, and then they drop you back off in Fort William. And then we drove straight back to Edinburgh. Yeah. It was an all-day thing. It was. We did find time at the end of the day, though, 
to go and get dinner at the Elephant House, which is where J.K. Rowling spent many a days writing the first and second Harry Potter books. Yeah, that was pretty surreal. So you go, you just walk up, and they've got this giant... First of all, it's like, oh my god. Like, I've seen pictures of this place, and like, here it is. Um, They've got a big giant sign in the front window that says, in quotations, because I don't know if they can actually claim this, they're like, the birthplace of Harry Potter. It's like, you know what? The birthplace was J.K.'s mind. Technically, (laughs) technically she wrote at a lot of cafes. The Elephant House just kind of claims the fame Mm -hmm. because she did, like, mention it in an interview and go back there and, like, talk about it. Um, But it was really neat. It wasn't busy when we went, which I guess is rarity. So we we walked right in, got a seat. We sat right along the back wall with by the windows. Um, You you know, view of Edinburgh Castle. It was gorgeous. And I got... I got a steak and ale pie. Yeah. And Katie got, like, a ham sandwich or something. Oh, man. You know what? Kelly, I think it was, made fun of me, if you're listening to this. I don't care. It was so good. (laughs) It was so good. I had a bite. I had a couple bites. So good. Yeah. My steak and ale pie was good, but it was not as good as the Rose and Crown one. Yeah, and they had the really fun The food was drinks. kind of mediocre, but yeah, they had good drinks there. Like, they really had, fun coffee drinks. They had fun Potter-themed coffee-slash-alcohol drinks. Like, mine was something with Luna Lovegood. But it was really good. It was cute. And, no, you had Fleur. Oh, that's right. It was Fleur. Yeah. And... There's, it's like a thing to sign your name in the bathroom. Every inch is covered. It in was there. hard to find someplace, and we had to buy a pen there too because we didn't bring anything. I know I was so stupid. <laughs> so make sure that you bring like a nice sharpie. Bring a sharpie because I I feel like ours is gonna ours is probably lost already. You just have to go back. Definitely. But it was really fun. I highly recommend going. It's just a cool experience to be able to. And we even, like, took pictures in that back corner spot where she, like, did the interview saying that she would write here. Mm-hmm. So it was really neat. And they have pictures of her all over the place, and they've got articles about it all over the walls. And, and there's literally elephants everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next morning, we I I had found that on Saturdays, the Edinburgh Farmer's Market takes place. And we love local things. Yes. Like, in our own place. So, we're like, oh, man. Yeah. We have to get a taste of local Edinburgh. Yeah, and I'm like, even if we're only here for, like, ten minutes, I just want to check it out. So, we went in. We got there early, actually. So, like, they were still setting up. But, oh, my gosh. If I lived there, I would go shopping there for vegetables all the time. Because there were so many fresh-looking vegetables. And the meat looked so fresh. There were quite a few places that were selling, like, different pies. We got a mutton pie and tried mutton. It was pretty good. It's okay. Um, The pastry crust was so good on that, though. Yeah. I... Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. And then we also got some coffee. That was really good coffee. Yeah, the coffee was so good. Yeah. It was Um, delicious. It was, like... Real coffee. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like, did we get, like, a honey stick or something? I don't remember what else we bought. It was smaller than we thought it was going to be. It was smaller, so we didn't spend a lot of time there. Yeah, like, we thought we were going to be there way longer, but there just, I mean, there wasn't a lot of stands. It was really cute. Um, But, yeah, after that, what did we do after the farmer's market? We drove to Annick. We drove to Annick Castle, that's right. I think we got something to eat. So. Besides the mutton there, maybe. Yeah, or we stopped somewhere. Yeah. I can't remember. But anyway. 
um no we got scones we got the bread yes. yeah we got scones there was another place oh. that had all the bread and scones and everything we were gonna leave way earlier but they were still setting up and we were like we have to have those scones. yeah they look so <laughs> good so we went and grabbed those and then we ate those on the drive to that's anik right. that's right so anik is actually in england However, it's much closer to Edinburgh than it is to London, so it's only a two-hour drive from Edinburgh. Um, it's in the very northern part of England. It's beautiful. Uh, so if anybody doesn't know, Annick Castle is where they filmed the first... They filmed both Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets at Annick. Um, in Sorcerer's Stone, the scene where they are doing their flying lesson is filmed there. Also, when Ron and uh, Harry and Seamus are walking, like, out of Charms class and Ron yep. is, like, complaining about Hermione, yep. that shot, we got to be in that little courtyard. Mm-hmm. Also, Hagrid drags the Christmas tree across the lawn at Annick Castle. Uh, and in Chamber of Secrets, whenever they land the flying car, mm. Hagrid's hut was right next to Annick Castle. That little courtyard there was also there. Yes. So, first of all, do this. It's an absolute must for your Potter it was, fan. It was one of my favorite things that mm-hmm. we did. I mean, I, like, I'm probably going to say that a lot, but, like, it was definitely a highlight of the trip. Yeah, whenever people ask me, like, well, what was your favorite part? I'm like, honestly, every day. I can't pick. I'm like, uh, the Jacobite, Anik, the and studio this, tour. And, and this, and this, and this, yeah. The muggle walking door. I don't know all of it. It was just so good. But Anik, um... The cool thing with Annick, so you want to get there earlier in the day because they offer these, like, tours within the castle. Yes. Uh, so they have one that talks about filming at the castle, so that it's mostly Harry Potter, but they also talk about... Downtown, a- Downton Down- Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Downtown. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin Hood? Yeah. And so. his Merry Men. I think so. Yeah. So, uh, quite a few movies are filmed there, but it was really neat because they told us all these, like, cute little behind-the-scenes stories about the Potter films. So, for example, like, one of them, they were filming the scene of Hagrid dragging the Christmas tree across, and obviously in the film, it's winter at that time. However, when they were filming it, they filmed it in October, it was not snowing yet. So, they had to make fake snow. So, it was literally just, like, little pieces of paper and they like blew it around with a fan yes however there is a branch or division of university of saint paul minneapolis Mm -hmm. i think so and they have dorms there and a bunch of the students had left their windows open and all of the snow had gotten into their dorm rooms and the it was so funny the lady was like if they had known how popular this film was going to be, maybe they would have kept those <laughs> snow pieces, but I'm sure they just threw them all away. Um, but they found snow in their dorms, like, six months later. And apparently, I think it took two to three months to clean up the grounds, because the paper just turned to mush. Yeah. So imagine trying to clean up... I mean, you know how much snow is in that scene? Right. Imagine trying to clean up all that paper. Whew. Yeah. I guess it was a, a nightmare for them. <laughs> but it looks good. Yeah. Uh, And then also, so after that tour, they also offer a flying lesson. Guys, this is hilarious. It was the best. It was so fun. Like, they play it up to make it so fun. It doesn't matter if you're three. It doesn't matter if you're 80. They'll take you on. They'll teach you how to fly. 
Um, if you get the group, the pair that we had, they were so funny. Yeah, they were hilarious. Um, but yeah, basically they teach you how to fly and they make it ridiculous and silly. And then they help you take photographs with the brooms so that it, so that you can look like you're flying in the pictures. We flew. Don't let her. It's amazing. Don't let her, uh, try to trick you here. We flew. So while we were at Annick Castle, we ran into these lovely ladies who we had, until that time, not realized that we had met before, but two of them were on the Hogwarts Express with us, and we had chatted with them when we were trying to find the island that Dumbledore's grave is on, because it, it you go past it so quick, it's really hard to spot it. We're like, oh, that was it, maybe. I think this is it. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So um, we had run into Chelsea and Katie, and... And they, oh my gosh, they're so, they're so sweet. And then they were again, they were again at Annick Castle, however, with their two other friends as well. Which, keep in mind, so we've run into them three hours north of Edinburgh, and now we have (laughs) now two hours south of Edinburgh in England. Yes. We ran into them again. Yeah. Um, so... I wanted to plug their social medias so that you guys can go and follow them, uh, one of the girls, her name is Brandy. She runs the website Simply Potter, and I actually had already followed her on Instagram, which is really funny. But she has a great Facebook page, and she posts all kinds of like new Potter information. She posts whenever there's deals on stuff on Amazon. It's it's awesome. But she's on Instagram just at Simply Potter. Um, we Chelsea is at Gryffindor Pinup. And she's also really sweet. And they're all really sweet. Mm-hmm. Katie is at Lottie Lumos. And Hannah is at Totally underscore Tonks. So all of them are, like, super into cosplay. And they were they had the coolest pictures. Katie, a.k.a. Lottie Lumos, makes a ton of costumes. And she oh. has some really awesome ones. Yeah. I just loved their story, like, as friends. They all met at the Celebration of Harry Potter, and that's, like, how they came together. And then they decided to go on this trip together. Like, how cool is that? But then we ran into them so many times in Scotland. It was crazy. It was, yeah. like, we ran into them in Fort Williams on the train. We ran into them in Annick. Then we ran into them in Edinburgh later that night. And then we ran into them again when we were in Greyfriars Kirkyard, like, in a graveyard. Yeah. So, it was just really funny. Um, so, shout out to them, and thanks for going to flying lessons with us. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. So, after we were done at Annick, we drove back up to Edinburgh and went to Victoria Street, which is the inspiration for Diagon Alley. And do you want to talk about Victoria Street. It's just so cool. Like you, it's different from anywhere else in Edinburgh. Like it looks like you you can easily glance at it and be like, oh yeah, I see it. It's like a very very steep kind of curving hill, mm-hmm. um, and there's just like differing sizes of buildings, and they're all different colors, like the facades. Um, there's two of them that are Potter shops, which J.K. Rowling is much more lenient with the people of Edinburgh. And doesn't, like, mind that there's a shop called The Boy Wizard, right? Yeah. Or is it The Boy Who Lived? The Boy Wizard. Okay. Um, I don't remember what the other shop's called. It's, uh, like, the Museum of Context. Check out Main Street 9 and 3 quarters for future information here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, I mean, it's, it's just totally, when you see it, it's diagonally. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. 
So we did a little bit of shopping at the Boy Wizard, and we walked around Museum of Context, and then we... Alright, I'm, like, sad to kind of end this episode. I know. To be honest, because I could literally relive these memories again and again and again and again. And keep a lookout for our vlogs on Main Street 9 and 3 quarters, because everything we talk about will be in real living color. Yep. Um, But... Still going to do a fan story. Yes. And this one is perfectly fit for this episode because it is from our dear friend Shona, who met up with us in Edinburgh. So here is her story. She says, hello, hello, hello from Scotland. Megan and Katie, please come back. Yeah. We will. Yeah. This is long overdue, but for so many months, I just didn't have the words to do justice to how much Harry Potter truly means to me. I'm a very proud Gryffindor. My Ilvermorny house is Horned Serpent, although I don't know too much about this. My Patronus is a Chow Dog, and my wand is Maple Wood with a unicorn hair, 11 and a half inches in length, with rigid flexibility. When the first book came out, I was just two years old. <laughs> baby and far too young to read it my brother is about four years older than me and began reading them and by the time goblet of fire was released he was buying them as they came out my brother's love of harry potter was what opened the wizarding world to me he wanted to go and see the movies when they came out and i went with the family i was just six years old when the philosopher's stone was released in the cinema but i remember going to see it and from then on i was adamant i would see all the other movies i didn't read the books until all the movies were released I had tried, but either I was too young or I was clouded by the movies and couldn't imagine things how I really wanted to. That's a good point. Yeah. Fast forward to now, and I have read the books countless times and have numerous copies of each of them, which with each year, my love for Harry Potter and the Wizarding World intensifies, and my collection of Potter merchandise keeps growing, much to the dismay of my bank account. (laughs) Me too, Shona. I think we can all agree. (laughs) Like so many others, Potter has got me through some difficult times in my life. It has been a constant comfort during whatever stressful, anxiety-provoking, or sad time I'm going through. It really is true that Hogwarts will always be there to welcome you home. My most recent reread was during my final honors year of university. There was something so comforting in the pages during such a stressful time, and it paid off when I was awarded a first-class honors degree. Congratulations! My boyfriend and absolute rock, Ian, who, shout out, dealt with us at the meetup. He also came and hung out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wasn't always such a fan of Harry Potter, but he is getting more and more into it because of my influence. Good job. I can't wait for us to have kids of our own to introduce this magical world to. Similarly, I'm currently training to become a teacher and can't wait to share my love of Potter and introduce so many of the next generation into the wonderful wizarding world. 19 years later? (laughs) Discovering this podcast has truly been a blessing in my life. I've met so many kind and like-minded people that constantly reassure me it is completely acceptable to be obsessed with Harry Potter as an adult. I consider you all as friends, and I can't thank Megan and Katie enough for taking time out of their vacation in Scotland to have such a wonderful evening. Aww. It really was a wonderful evening. It was. Thank you so much for producing such an incredible podcast, having a wonderful Facebook group full of people with beautiful hearts, and thank you also for reading out my Potter story. Sending so much love, and remember, don't let the muggles get you down. Thank you so much, Shona. Yeah, Shona. And, first of all, thank you. You're awesome. And I love that we got to pull this for this episode. Yeah. And second, I just want to say, people thank us for the community, we didn't do that. You guys did that. And it blows us away. 
every yeah. single day. So thank Shona, thank all of you because you're all freaking awesome. Yeah. And we love you all so much. And I cannot wait to come back to Scotland because we will totally hang out again. Oh, for sure. We'll have to find another pizza shop, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) One without a scary bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Swish and Flick Podcast can be found on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, You can... Also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. That's where you can gain access to the Felix Files. We are currently in the midst of a McGonagall's character analysis. So, um, Lastly, you can check out all of our information on swishflickcast.com along with some merchandise. Mm-hmm. And always be on the lookout for some new merchandise because... We like to do it in, like, random bursts. Like, oh, I got this idea. idea. I got to put it on everything because we get excited and we want it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, don't forget, I think I said it a thousand times, that we have our vlogs for this trip above Main Street 9 and 3 quarters. Um, We have YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And um, if you're interested in Disney stuff, we're doing grown-up kids right now and we're doing Podmas, which is... Only two days left once this airs. Yeah. But uh, we did 25 straight days of movie watching and podcasting. So if you're looking for some extra content because you're bored or whatever, you're trying to get away from your family on Christmas, (laughs) (laughs) Um, check that out. Yeah. Yeah. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.